Well, good morning on a Saturday morning. I'm Eric, and it's great to be with you here on Moody Radio 89.3, and we are not alone. No, there's someone else in the room. <laughs> Jeff Burka is with us. Hi, Jeff. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. Thank you again for having me on. Oh, yeah. Jeff has, uh, if you have questions, you want to connect with him, his information is listed at our website, ericandbridget.org. So you can find that there. And we'll also have this entire conversation with Jeff up there a little later this morning, just after 9 o'clock. If you were not with us last time we joined, we talked about finding someone that you can kind of depend on. That watchman is what the word Jeff used. And that person has probably not the out front personality that you might expect. The, hey, let's go, uh, whatever. You know, it's the person that's kind of off in the side that is full of wisdom because of years of suffering. And that's what we talked about last time we were together. I guess my question for you now, though, Jeff, is once we found somebody what, like that, what's what's the purpose? Why why am I looking for somebody like that for me and for my family? Well, as we said before, uh, we need a, a man in our lives, uh, and it might be an older man in the faith, but could be a guy that's our age or maybe even a little younger, but who has ample leisure for our pain, who understands that the things we're going through is not something they can easily fix or they can kind of sit over there and expect us to just kind of walk out of it. They understand that these times are times that are to be savored and to be understood. Um, I can give you some examples of that right there in the Scripture. Um, We certainly know that a lot of people talk about the Jonathan-David relationship. I mean, they were so close that David even said when he hears about losing his brother— uh, Jonathan and who Jonathan passed away in, in some sort of battle. Um, David says there is such a love between a man that's greater than that for a woman. Um, and their their closeness was self-evident in so many different ways. One point, Jonathan takes off his armor to cover David because David is in trouble and he's trying to help him survive. Mm. Uh, and you see in their relationship, there's some aspects to it. You see that there's brutal honesty at times. There's a number of their interactions where the in in the in the in the scriptures, the the translation has an exclamation point at the end, and and the translators are really careful to understand when there truly is higher energy. Right. Um, and in the in that conversation, he's basically telling him to get off his duff, mm-hmm. and he's challenging him. I believe to be a man because Jonathan's older than David. I I look forward one day to meet Jonathan in heaven. I'm just I just want to walk up and say, "Tell me," you know. Uh, and then of course they'll say, "Don't look at me. Look at Jesus. He's the mm. one that did all this." But anyway, so but but uh, you know, here's Jonathan. At the same time, there's there's a tenderness between them because here he is choosing to cover David from his own father. And I imagine he had his own wounds from his own father, but you won't go into that today. But, you know, there he is covering David. Now, I believe their relationship was born of adversity, and it talks about brothers born of adversity, being the closest brothers. Uh, There's even scriptures that say if you want to be close with your brother, then confront him on his offense. It's like, wow, what is that makes no sense, but it's true for men. We tend to respect those men that are willing to be honest with us, not trying to attack us and right. demean us and level us. It's just this is they're kind of self-revealing. They're saying something offended me, and for them to be willing to be vulnerable with us, there's almost like a sense of a building um, genuineness there, mm. authenticity because of being open. So I believe we see that in Jonathan and David. Another example of that, though, in the New Testament. 
uh, is Paul, and you might think immediately, oh, Timothy, right? Well, right. of course, there's a great relationship between Paul and Timothy. But the one I think of, the one that I learned the most from is Onesimus, who is this uh, jailed debtor. And mm-hmm. back then, debtors were like were thieves. And uh, his boss, Philemon, has to put him in jail because of all this uh, money he owes and things that he has not done. And he gets chained literally with Paul. So they're around each other all the time. Uh, imagine going through all sorts of experiences right. that aren't necessarily pretty. Right. Uh, and uh, and there he is. And eventually Paul refers to Onesimus, this is so cool, as his own son, hmm. son of his love. Uh, and it's talking about the affection that he feels. And so we want to have relationships with men through these uh, watchmen that don't just sit there and just talk about these things we can do together, although that's kind of fun, but then to start to, by God's grace, self-reveal. And not all of them we're going to be able to do that with. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jesus had 12 disciples, but it appears there's only a couple that he was more intimately close with, but yet he he impacted all of them. He, he, he empowered, if you will, and challenged all of them and, of course, was still betrayed. But the point is, is that in this relationship that Paul shows is that it, it affects Onesimus so much that Philemon wants to take him back. Right. And the interesting thing is Paul's response. He doesn't go, sure, take him. He's like, I don't know. This is the son of my affection. I don't want him to leave. You know. So it's really cool how we see the change that can, that can occur through relationships like that. I've been reading in uh, Second Chronicles, and I've got a bad example, and that is Solomon dies, and his son takes over the throne, Rehoboam. He goes to the wise old men and asks for their help, and they say, this is what we think you should do. And then he says, well, I'm not crazy about that, and goes to his buddies. And those buddies are like, no, no, you need to do this. And he did that and, and didn't follow the, he, the ones who had suffered and given, been through the years of wisdom. He didn't go that direction. He went to the, the people that are going to pat him on the back, and things went sideways from there. Um, that's kind of a negative one, but there there are other examples of positives, aren't there? Oh, absolutely. And the coolest thing about you know who we referred to before, like Paul and Onesimus and, yeah. and you know Jonathan and David, we have a phenomenal example in the way Jesus ministered to his own disciples. He went after them, first of all. So guys, mm. don't wait for some guy to come at you. I know that's ideal. I know we see it in the movies all the time, and boy, we pine for that. Guys, look for some dude around in your church, in your world that, frankly, might be an older guy or somebody maybe your age, but he seems a bit weathered. You know, the guy that's uh, working on the grounds, you know, you'd be amazed how many groundskeepers you can find that have been through tremendous stuff in their lives. Um, working on the, the building, you know, just in your world, maybe a, a former teacher that's helping with, you know, moving the chairs on Sunday morning, just, you know, guys that are just out there and and initiating and saying, hey, let's risk and maybe even start to spend a little time together. There's been a number of times in my life where I've I've had, the, you know, just, I believe, inspired by God to call some guy to have dinner. And instead of, you know, holding back saying, no, I don't have time, I do it. And I've had men say to me, you know, you're the first person in years hmm. that is an actually initiated with me. I think a lot of guys feel that. They initiate with others, but nobody initiates or reciprocates with them. And if you're one of those men, I'm going to ask you to consider contacting us at Iron Forge. 
because we have men that meet and we have men that want to spend time with one another. Um, I won't say it's perfect relationships, but it certainly gets past the the walls. Uh, you can get a hold of me through Ironforge, I-R-O-N-F-O-R-G-E, Ironforge at BellSouth.net. And we have some groups starting up. Uh, they're no charge. Love to have you guys come out and check us out. But but here's the catch. It's It's risky. And I understand that risk. So we even start with a class here and there where there's no commitment. You just come and check it out. And if you think we're a bunch of weirdos, that's fine. We are a peculiar people according to Scripture. <laughs> um, and, I, and if somebody's listening this morning that doesn't even know where they are in their faith, I encourage you to still check us out because we're not necessarily just for Christian men. We we love when God brings us men that that have relationships with God. We also love it when God brings us men that don't. And we'd love to meet you and, and get to know you because you're going through waters that maybe other men in your world do not even know about, maybe people in your own family. And so we'd love to come alongside you. I think the huge reason here is if you've been listening to our podcast at all or want to look back at it, we've been talking about how to honor our sons and how to honor our family. And and one of the huge pieces here that we've been, Eric and I have been introducing is this concept that we need an honest mirror in our life. We need men around us. We call them watchmen. And this idea here that we're going to develop here is that without those watchmen, it's much harder for us to be the effective fathers, the effective husbands we want to be. And so that's what I think we should be talking about, and I think that's what we're doing. All right. So if you want to find out more about how you can connect with Jeff, let me just remind you to run to our website, ericandbridget.org. All the information is listed there for you. We're going to talk more about this in the coming weeks because it's great to have somebody in our life, but we also want that person not to just to build into us, but also to build into our our sons, and how does that happen effectively? And just going to help us do that in the coming weeks here. Again, what's your email address? Again, it's listed at ericandbridge.org, but if somebody wants to connect with you, where do they go? Ironforge at bellsouth.net. All right. So there you go. And uh, again, if you missed any of the conversation, run to your favorite podcast service and search Mornings with Eric and Bridget. Jeff, thanks again for coming in this morning. It's always a pleasure. Thank you. It's always fast, too, isn't it? <laughs> it blows by. It does. It does. You're listening to Moody Radio 89.3.